even in the outer court, like the voice of Almighty God when he speaks. Then it happened when he commanded the, the man clothed in linen, saying, Take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim. He went in and stood beside the wheels, and the cherub stretched out his hand from among the cherubim to the fire that was among the cherubim, and took some of it, and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wings. And when I looked, there were four wheels by the cherubim, one wheel by one cherub and another wheel by each other cherub. The wheels appeared to have the color of a barrel stone or burl. As for their appearance, all four looked alike, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a the following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Hello, this is Nancy, and for the next half hour, I will be reading from the May 4, 2023 issue of the Challenger Community News on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. RPO names new assistant conductor. Jared Hardiman brings his passion for community to Rochester. Maestro Hardiman, also named music director of the RPYO. The Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra, RPO, has named Jared Hardiman its new assistant conductor. Hardiman will also serve as music director of the Rochester Philharmonic Youth Orchestra, RPYO. A rising star in the symphonic and chamber music worlds, the 25-year-old Hardiman will support the missions of RPO music director Andreas Delfs and RPO principal pops conductor Jeff Tyzik to raise awareness and impact of the orchestra's work with the Rochester community, as well as to boost the RPO's profile on the global music stage. I'm the sort of conductor who will be in the lobby immediately after performances to connect with audiences and talk about what they've experienced oh, and also to find out what they want from their orchestra, said Hardiman. Hardiman was named assistant conductor of the Chicago Sinfonietta in September 2022, will lead the RPO's signature or Kids Straw Family Series, education concerts at Kodak Hall. These concerts are for the community and beyond the July Summer Series, and a Mozart and Dvorak program on the Sunday Matinee Series, March 24th, 2024, all in addition to his responsibilities as music director of the RPYO. A Detroit native, Hardiman was a child prodigy and by his mid-teens was already attracting national attention as a classical conductor, composer, and violinist. He studied orchestral conducting under internationally renowned conductor David Robertson at the Juilliard School. Hardiman has appeared with the Seattle Symphony, Symphony Gross Point Symphony, 
Juilliard Orchestra, Juilliard Jazz Orchestra, Baldwin Waltz Conservatory Symphony Orchestra, and the Longy Conservatory Orchestra. An innate leader, he has also formed and or conducted orchestras at such prestigious institutions as the New England Conservatory of Music, Interlochen Center for the Arts, Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp, and the Avante Summer Music Fest. Hardiman says he is excited to bring work with the RPO in late summer as the orchestra kicks off its centennial season. This is something that ne many organizations never get to ever experience, being around for a whole century, he explains. I see the season as a celebration of both the orchestra and its audiences. The only reason we're here is because of the people who supported us. My goal is to make sure that community is at the forefront of everything that we do. Service to the community is the key to our future. Buffalo Bills 2023 NFL Draft in Review The Buffalo Bills 2023 NFL Draft was a much-needed shot in the arm for a team that has lost quality players during the offseason. The Bills' first-round draft pick, Dalton Kincaid, out of Utah, has a similar background of future Hall of Famer Antonio Gates and Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez. Kincaid was a basketball star in high school and really just started playing football in his senior year and played four years in college. He has speed and agility that's needed in order to get open downfield. The Bills scored round pick, second round pick was my favorite choice, Osiris Torrance of, out of University, Florida a massive lineman that did not give up a sack in his entire career, entire college career. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, finally made a wise decision by stretching the most important part of your team, the offensive line. Deion Dawkins was the last early round lineman drafted. The Bills should always draft high quality linemen each year. I would move Ryan Bates to center. Osiris next to Deion Dawkins, and find the best guard and tackle for the right side. The Bills have Connor McGovern, Dedaviet Edwards, and a host of others fighting it out in training camp for the starting positions. Spencer Brown has shown he can't do the job and should be released before training camp. The Bills' third-round pick was hard-tackling Dorian Williams from Tulane University. I did get to see a few of the Green Wave football games, and Dorian stood out and contributed on many key plays for his team. He will be a welcome addition to the defensive unit, bringing much-needed speed and bone-crushing tackles to a unit that needs more phys physicality. The Bills still need a standout middle linebacker to go with various outside linebackers already drafted from last year. I could possibly move Matt Milano to the middle linebacker position because he played it very well last season when given the opportunity. The fifth round pick, wide receiver Justin Shorter from University of Florida, could be the Gabe Davis of this draft class for the team. He's not the fastest guy, but knows how to get open 
and a two-time all-sec honor roll student. His father is a school principal, and both of his parents value education. Justin Shorter plays hard with very good hands along with being a possession receiver with a big body type that the Bills have been missing in the past few years. The first of Bills' two seventh-round draft picks are Nick Broker, an offensive lineman out of Ole Miss. Nick will complete at guard position, compete at guard position, and was very good run blocker who could give the team depth on the offensive line. The Bills' last pick of the draft in the seventh round was Alex Austin, who seems to be a smaller cornerback, but who can make plays in the secondary and give the Bills another body to put onto the field. I give the Bills a B-plus overall grade with this year's draft class. We will see in two to four years how this class really measures up. The Rochester Amherst defeated Syracuse Crunch 4 to nothing and tied up the playoff series at two games apiece with Game 5 coming up on Saturday night in Syracuse. Malcolm Subban stopped all 31 shots he faced to record his first AHL shutout. Subban becomes first Amarac goalie to post a playoff shutout since Ryan Miller did it against Hamilton on May 5, 2004. This series has been very physical, reminding me of Buffalo Savers versus Philadelphia Broad Street Bullies, Flyers series of 1975. If Amarac's goalie Malcolm Subban continues to give his team outstanding goaltending, then the Amarac's should win this series. Malcolm Subban is the younger brother of former NHL defense star defenseman P.K. Subban and international hockey player Jordan Subban. Penning Our Story, Introducing National Black Authors Day and Celebrating Black Representation. Rochester Writer Creates National Holiday. May 4th marks the first National Black Authors Day, commemorating and honoring black authors and their undeniable contributions to the literary world. The holiday, created by Rochester native Katyra Poland, founder and CEO of Love for Words, said it's an opportunity to reflect on the works of black writers of both the past and present and highlight how they are often underrepresented and overlooked in the publishing industry. We want to acknowledge the obstacles that black authors have faced throughout history and continue to face, including systemic racism, discrimination, and exclusionary practices within the publishing industry, says Poland. Despite these challenges, black authors have persisted sharing their unique perspectives and experiences with the world and producing groundbreaking works that challenge societal norms. Poland is speaking about the often racist publishing industry, which continues to be a white-dominated space. In 2019, Lee and Lowe Books published a blog post about their diversity baseline survey, revealing that 76% of publishing is white, 
A 2019 survey by Publishers Weekly showed that the publishing industry consists of 84% of white people and only 1% of black people. Black representation was barely nudged in their 2022 survey, as black people only comprised 3% of the publishing industry. In the aftermath of George Floyd's murder and Black Lives Matter protests, Books about racism skyrocketed among the New York Times and Amazon bestseller list. Though Floyd's death and subsequent aftermath sparked a meaningful conversation about racism in the publishing industry, more work must be done to make effective changes if the publishing industry truly wishes to serve black authors and readers. It must be rebuilt from the ground up not just respond to a major injustice. Celebrating black authors shouldn't be a once-a-year affair. There are several ways to celebrate Black Authors Day and take concrete steps to acknowledge the contributions of black authors and cultivate a more equitable and just publishing industry. Need an easy place to start? Read a book by a black author. Share a quote from a black author using the hashtag Black Authors Matter. Support black-owned bookstores. Donate a book by a black author to your local library or find a Better World Books Dropbox location near you. Create a video expressing your love and inspiration for your favorite black authors. Donate to literacy programs that serve underprivileged black communities like the Black Literacy and Arts Collaborative. As black writers continue bringing their revolutionary perspectives to the literary world, let's commit to amplifying their voices and supporting their work every day, especially on National Black Authors Day. Beyond the June primary, Holman sets his sights on November election. Murray Holman is certainly no stranger to the East Side community. The co-founder and executive director of the Stop the Violence Coalition and member of the Peacemakers Organization, he is a veteran who also serves as a public school crossing guard, works with the youth, and serves as a sheriff reserve. Adding to that list, he recently announced his candidacy for the Maston District Council seat. However, he is not on the ballot in the upcoming June 27th Democratic primary, where Zanita Everhart and India Walton will face each other. Holman has been endorsed by the Conservative Party and will be on the ballot on the conservative line in the general election in November. A man of faith, he said God first guided him in his decision to enter the race as well as to go for the, conserv for the Conservative Party endorsement because of what Holman called the tricks that went down with the Democratic Party endorsements. They endorsed without even hearing all of the candidates. Even though the possibility of winning on the conservative line in this heavily Democratic city is a long shot, he feels his impact on the race will be positive. Being a 25-year resident of the Maston District, he pointed out, more than qualifies him to run and to represent the community. He acknowledged that he was a busy man 
and said he's learned to go effectively juggle his many responsibilities. If I get in office, that door will never be closed, he said. The people's issues and concerns will be dealt with. I'm open and I've learned to humble myself and to listen to the elders and to our youth. Holding open community forums once weekly to hear from residents is also in his plans. He said he will continue to work to stop the violence. His platform would also include connecting communities. Maston is changing and the population is becoming more diverse, he acknowledged. He said he also wants to build a community center in the district as well as open a supermarket. He and his wife, Nona, have been married for 27 years and have nine children. His mother, Willie Mae Holman, and his brother, Herman Johnson, were among those on hand in front of the Meriwether Library a few weeks ago when Holman announced his candidacy. Franco is officially on the ballot in the Democratic primary for the University District race. Catherine Franco is officially on the ballot in the Democratic primary for the University District race this June 27. She first ran for the seat in 2019, receiving a third of the vote. When asked why she was throwing her hat in the ring for a second time, Franco said that not much has changed and that she's tired of re reactive leadership and not being herself representative represented it in local government, both in identity and values. Franco's petitions were challenged for validity, but on Thursday, April 27, it was determined that she collected more than enough signatures to secure her name on the ballot in the upcoming primary election. A social worker and advocate, she has a decade of experience in Buffalo's nonprofit arena, working directly with people affected by HIV and AIDS, with youth as a substitute teacher for Buffalo Public Schools, for LGBTQ plus communities of color, and most recently as a data analyst at working to hold banks accountable to redlined communities. She holds a graduate dual degree in social work and public health from UB. Wyatt addresses impending in Evictions crisis in Buffalo. University District Council member Rashid N. C. Wyatt recently urged Governor Kathy Hochul to take a comprehensive approach to the impending evic eviction crisis in Buffalo. In a recent letter to the governor, Wyatt expressed concern over the rise in eviction warrants issued in the city, particularly in the 14215 zip code and called for funding to be allocated to support both tenants and landlords. I am deeply concerned about the impending eviction crisis in Buffalo, said Council Member Wyatt. We need a solution that protects both tenants and landlords and prevents the crisis from escalating further, a comprehensive approach that benefits all parties involved. Additionally, he urged the state to consider programs such as the rent allowance for public assistance, and to encourage counties to apply for supplement programs that help targeted populations with greater needs pay their rent. 
You are listening to a reading of articles and features from The Challenger on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Herb of the Week, Echinacea. Echinacea has been used for centuries to help keep the immune system active and healthy. It protects healthy cells from viruses and bacteria that are trying to invade them. Echinacea is particularly beneficial in helping the body heal quickly from colds, flu, sore throat, sinus infections, sinusitis, hay fever, bronchitis, canker sores, enlarged lymph glands, ear infections, gingivitis, enlarged prostate, urinary tract infections, and yeast infections. Echinacea is also a blood purifier and has anti-inflammatory properties. Concerned about falling? A matter of balance sessions can help improve your strength and balance. The meetings are held every Friday, now through June 2nd, at Friends to the Elderly Senior Center at 118 East Utica from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Presented by Maine Health and the County of Erie, you can learn to manage concerns about falling through various topics like identifying home hazards, medications and how they relate to falls, proper footwear, eye exams, personal emergency response systems, exercise, and strength-building nutrition, and how it affects falls. Call 716-882-0602 to register. Avoid foods with these additives. New York and California has proposed bills to ban five chemicals found in baked goods, candy, and soda. They are red dye number three, brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, titanium dioxide, and polypyrifen. Almost totally banned in Europe, these additives are all linked to cancer, neurodevelopmental issues, and hormone dysfunctions. Other chemical preservatives to avoid include BHA, butylated hydroxylene sole, and BHT, butylated hydroxylene and meat with bovine growth hormone. <clears throat> Diamond Juniors Mental Health Counseling, Private Practice. A short biography. Hello, my name is Diamond Jr., and I've been a Buffalo resident since birth. I am a North Buffalo homeowner since 2016 and reside with my 19-year-old son and 7-year-old female German shepherd named Dynasty. I'm also a recent member of the Hurdle Business Association. I am both a Damon and Cupnicious College alumni and am currently enrolled in a doctoral school psychology program at Capella University online. I am also employed as a substitute teacher for the Buffalo Public Schools since 2018. I have been practicing mental health for the past 15 years and am also employed as an online therapist for Talkspace for one year. I hold three licenses, licensed mental health, counseling, cred credential alcoholism and substance abuse counseling trainee, and a certification in school counseling. 
I am also the vice president for a nonprofit organization since 2014 called Unique Sisters. U.S. is an educational and mentoring program owed by Executive Director Ms. Rhodesia Jackson. I started my own mental health private practice in September of 2022 called Diamond Juniors Mental Health Counseling Private Practice, PLLC. The nature of this business is to provide mental, mental health and drug abuse counseling, including mental health service, diagnoses, treatment planning, counseling, referrals, advocacy, consultation, and collaboration to all individuals in need residing in Buffalo, New York, and surrounding areas, starting from age five years old. The practice will operate in an office building at 1207 Delaware Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14209, Office Suite Number 101. This private practice will help better the Buffalo community and allow for more productive students and more productive citizens in all our school buildings and communities. This private practice will accept health, health insurance and private pay, and hours of operation are by appointment only. For more information, please call or email 716-510-5078. Email J-U-N-I-O-R-D at my.canisius.edu. Thank you. Diamond Jr. Strong small businesses build strong communities. Robert Cornelius, CEO of RC Enterprises, has created a vehicle to honor and showcase local small businesses. Buff City Awards is one of a kind. On Saturday, May 6, the celebration will be held at the Hanley Room, 241 Lombard Street. Doors open at 5 p.m. RC Enterprises provides aspiring entrepreneurs with direction in crucial business development. This event highlights successful minority-led small businesses across Buffalo and their contributions to various industries. The Buff City Award honorees include Shay Arnold of M&T Bank, Michelle Barron of The Dress Code, The Arthur Duncan, Attorney at Law, Montrese Gones, Hairstylist, Raquel Hall Pretty, Girls on the Rocks, Darnell Haywood Bank on Buffalo, Nakia Kemp, PAL, Deuce King, CEO of Deuce King Publishing, Desiree Parker, DLP Consulting, Dolly Randall, CASNY, Crystal Rodriguez Dabney, Deputy Mayor, Stephanie Spearman, Cater to You, Kitchen, Adriana Viverette, WBLK, Felicia Williamson, Precious Angels Daycare, and Jamie Cruz of Cruz Control Media. The event will be hosted by Kira Stevens and Solar. The keynote speaker is Dennis Wilson, music by DJ King Shad, and entertainment provided by Monique Pridgen, Nia Badger, and Kenita Davis. 
For more info and tickets, call Robert Cornelius at 716-247-1817. UB Department of Music presents free gift to the community concert on May 9th. UB faculty and recent graduates will join with musicians from the Buffalo Hill Philharmonic Orchestra, conductor Jamin Dune, and gospel musicians from Buffalo's African American Church community to present a special gift to the community concert on May 9th at 7.30 in Lippi's Concert Hall, located in Slee Hall on the University of Buffalo's North Campus. Admission is free. Professor and Chair of the Department of Music, Eric Huber, Hubner, says, the concert is a musical coming together to commemorate the vitality and diversity of music making in Buffalo one year after a racist attack in the heart of our city sought to divide our community and create fear and apprehension among its residents. The program features conduct conductor Jaman Dunn, former assistant conductor of the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra, and currently music director of the Buffalo Master Chorale and St. Paul's Cathedral. Mr. Dunn will open with a set of songs by Harry T. Burley and Margaret Bonds and then conduct a performance of Ollie Wilson's landmark work for Chamber Ensemble, A City Called Heaven, featuring UB faculty members Michael Tumiel, Leanne Darling, Jonathan Golove, Tom Kolar, joining BPO musicians Zio Fan Lu, Linda Green, and guest Steve Soluk. The second half of the program will feature UB professor, violinist Melissa White, and pianist, pianist Eric Hubner performing William Grant Stills' Suite for Violin and Piano. Concluding the program will be a set of gospel music led by recent UB graduate pianist Marcus Lolo and featuring vocalist Karen Saxon and Elise Russell with Ron Bonner, keyboards, Timothy James Dowdell, organ, Anthony Tone Cummings, bass, and Preston Brown, drums. Humboldt Parkway Baptist to celebrate pastoral anniversary of Reverend and Mrs. Jason Keith. The congregation of the Humboldt Parkway Baptist Church will celebrate the pastoral anniversary of Reverend and Mrs. Jason Keith on Sunday, May 21st at 11 a.m. The morning speaker will be Reverend Michael Robertson of the Evangelistic Temple and Community Church. Our celebration will culminate with a grand formal celebration banquet. At the following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or another print disability that makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service now presents a reading of articles and features from the Buffalo News for today, Friday, May 12th of 2023. Your readers today are... Don Williams. And J.J. Patek. And as usual, we will start out with the weather, and it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. You have warm today with intervals of clouds and sun. 
High of 77, partly cloudy tonight with a low of 56. Being nice tomorrow with a partial sunshine and a high of 74 and a low of 47. Sunday, intervals of clouds and sun with a high of 62 and a low of 45. 